Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. People need to understand this is not a typical downturn. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control. And at that time, confidence will return. Now, your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I'm not going to do anything rash or hastily. I don't do that. But the country wants to get back to work. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time about. for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. All right. Hello and good morning, everyone. Got a good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Fantastic. Happy, healthy, terrific. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing my best to put a smiley face on. I'm tired of this quarantine stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went. I went to see my in-laws for Mother's Day. It was the first place I've been since the initial March 13th announcement. Um, and it was like, man, those days flew by when I was with other people. <laughs> it's like, holy smokes, it's already cocktail hour. Feel normal again? Yeah. Well, they have a pool, like backyard resort situation going on, except mm. they're in Lancaster, which is like, within less than 24 hours, I start getting a nosebleed because the desert up there is just so wretched. <laughs> and you think we got... You think we got wind here on the central coast? Holy smokes. It's like 50 miles an hour. No big deal. People are just out like grilling, grilling in 50 mile an hour wind. My dad's hair was like whipping around all over the place. I was like, this is, this is terrible. What, what, uh, what kind of crime did they commit to have to get, um, living in Lancaster? I think they were witness protection program. <laughs> oh. It's like, no, they, my in-laws moved from Wisconsin. Um, George was in the FDIC at the time and he took a, like a credit, uh, chief credit officer position in California, you know? And so they do the research back then in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, there wasn't like Google maps, you know? Uh-huh. So I think they were pitched pretty hard on California and Lancaster being just fine. Wow. And they got there. They made the best of it. They own some real estate there, rentals and primary residence. And so they just kind of settled in. People get stuck in their ways. But every time we drive there, I look at Erica and say, is this the last time? Yeah. We have to drive here. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and it might just be. It might just be. We might bring it up in the show today, but. They're going to list their house during all this COVID-19 stuff. Nice. Yeah, I know we talked about that a little bit before. They were they were thinking potentially about uh, going somewhere. Where are they trying to move? Just, the, well, the, her oldest daughter, Erica's oldest sister, lives is going to be moving to Virginia. They're an Air Force family. Ah. And kids are 10 and five and so you know they're like at that fun age especially as boys 
where they just want to go out and explore and do stuff. And my uh, my in-laws are still spry enough that they can go on hikes and get out and do stuff. So, but I, I looked my father-in-law in the eye this weekend and said, you know, Virginia's like 200 and or excuse me, 2,900 miles away from here. And he was not looking pumped at all about the idea of the move. Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be mixed emotions. Well, when you're 70 ish, you know, like everything is like, Oh, I, we could just not do that at all. And I'd be fine. You know, yeah. you've done everything. They want it to be, they want their last couple of years to be relatively risk-free. When you're our age, it's like you're, you're knee deep and trying to move up. Yeah. They've got to be trying to simplify and right size and figure out how mm-hmm. the best way to spend time. So what kind of considerations are they having to give to selling and all of that given the, the coronavirus situation? Well, LA County is in bad shape. I mean, originally LA County was like, yeah, we don't need to shelter in place. And they like, they kind of, um, debunked the governor's request. And this so, week they just extended their shelter at home for 90 days. Well, I read an article last night that said indubitably until we say otherwise. Hmm. I don't know if that was fake news, but you know, so Los Angeles County is being really, really the, the association of realtors there is being really, really strict on who gets to come in. So first and foremost, you don't got a pre-approval. You're not coming in. If you're not like, if you're looking to kick tires or you're a neighbor wanting to see the place, we'll see you later. Yeah. That's, I've seen the same thing happening here lately is people are, these real estate agents are really wanting to make sure people are a whole lot more serious. You know, the pre-approval being a great demonstration of your seriousness that you've already been through the loan process and that you're vetted and um, people just being a lot more careful to not be out spending time showing people going into homes um, with people that may not be very serious. Yep. Yep. And, and like you could imagine, I think the sellers are the, my in-laws are pretty pragmatic, reasonable people, but you know, they're thinking like every time someone comes through, they're going to have to clean the place. So they want to just do it like once a week if they can. And so it's a slight, a slight overreaction, but also, you know, they're 73 and 76 years old. Yeah. Right. They can't, can't be getting some type of respiratory disease or virus. Yeah, ideally not. So I think the other considerations they're going to have to make is they're going to have to see – they're in the luxurious price point in that marketplace. Um, Northern, that part, the Mojave Desert, that part of, of Los Angeles County is informally referenced to as the low rent district. You know, So you've got a lot of – Oh Just yeah, it was basic, a, huh? that was a bedroom community to Los Angeles. A lot of people, you know, when the price of housing in Los Angeles got expensive, a lot of people commuted in by way. What the fourteen is the freeway that takes you over there. So that right. Palmdale, Lancaster, Palmcaster, all that area was bedroom community to L.A. and now it has a fair amount of economy itself. Yes, yeah, Santa Clarita is a pretty major city. Um, but well, I should say town that um, has all types of commerce, um, business activity, and so. But it's a it's a good ninety minute drive into you know downtown LA, 
and potentially a two hour drive if there's really dense traffic. So it's just not the real best. It's not the best marketplace to be right now, I think for listing. Hmm. Um, But with, with that, you know, and every seller has to experience right now is you're going to have to be flexible on price or maybe flexible on timing, you know? Sure. It seems like there's still activity going on. I mean, from you, from other loan officers in the company, I'm hearing that there's still, I mean, maybe maybe not quite the level of, of a typical May, but still quite a surprisingly large amount of purchase activity going on. I did the, um, I did the weekly meeting this week with um, Compass, uh, you know, get all the real estate agents. Of course, now it's happening by, you know, Zoom meeting, Zoom. so... Um, but we did that meeting this week and those guys said actually they're, um, and for the first time I would say since COVID began, the tone was shifted. They said, um, it's on people are wanting to list. They're ready to buy. They're tired of waiting. They don't want to wait until the masses are ready to make their move. And they feel like now's the time. Um, and you know, the, the sentiment was just sort of like people are um, growing tired of being sidelined by this and trying to figure out how to begin getting back to normal. So they sounded exciting, excited that there was um, a, a flurry of activity within real estate that they hadn't been experiencing for the previous two months. Yeah, I, I keep an eye on the realtor.com app, a um, couple, you know, different saved searches that I have for, for different property types and things. And um, for a long time there, there was just nothing, no, no new dots were showing up on the map. And right. then all of a sudden it seems like there's some new dots, new, new things to look at, new listings um, hitting, hitting the market. And so, I mean, that's a, it's a good sign. I, I do think it's, um, you know, a lot of people are just have been holding back. And so there's this initial pop. Now, it almost seemed like last week, you know, we were a week out. We're now only it's Thursday. We're recording this show early again. Um, but it's uh, the county stay at home orders are going to be lifted on the 16th. And then we're going to follow state guidance. It almost seemed like everybody anticipated that happening this Saturday and last Saturday started like relaxing their own behavior. Um, (laughs) I was sharing with you, Jason, I I, uh, had to drive from my home to the office to grab, grab a few things. And um, I drove through Morro Bay and man, it just, it looked like a typical busy summer weekend day on the Embarcadero. There were cars everywhere. Uh, It was pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's, it I seems saw, like the restlessness has gotten to people. Yeah, the, we experienced something similar on Sunday was Mother's Day, and we went up to Cambria. We took the bikes up to Cambria and thought, you know, if we went out there, we could find some space where we wouldn't be near people, but we could get out of our house. And, um, man, I got to tell you, it was hard to get away from people. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> there was, it was just bumper-to-bumper people, and it was funny. So we – we pulled off um, in Morro Bay and looked around, and 
everything like down by the Embarcadero, you know, right past the Coast Guard. They closed the road that went out to the parking lot at the Rock and, you know, yeah. they have closed all of the public parking areas, which hasn't deterred people from going there and parking. In fact, I noticed all the way through the coast, like it was especially bad in Cayucas, you know, where they park cars next to the pier. There's that one-way road where everyone parks uh, perpendicular to the curb. Um, those of course are all blocked off. Um, the counties put up delineators to prevent you from parking there. So consequently cars are parked illegally, dangerously and everywhere, just covering the entire downtown area of Cayucas. Um, it was the same thing up in, in Cambria's people everywhere. And I wondered if, um, people are just hitting that, that point where they're, um, just, you know, giving giving up on how much will they have to stay inside their home now. It's just been long enough, and they're they're getting out. So the other X factor is, you know, California is. I mean, the reason we love living here is because it's so beautiful. It's like our Mediterranean coastline of the U.S. Right. Know? Well, so and we got kidding. good weather. <laughs> yeah, that drew everybody out this week. It's a little bit cooler again, which I got to imagine makes it, you know, the breeze and the cooler weather that makes it less enticing to go out. But, um, you know, I, I wanted to, um, talk about some of the, I had a frustrating week this week. I really did. I've, I felt, um, some of this covid stuff just bugging me i think personally and professionally um some of the loan stuff is also getting frustrating um i had a i had an appraisal so we set up a refi and um we all thought this house was worth about six hundred thousand dollars um which made this file about a 70 percent loan to value and it was a cash out refi, which I know we talked about this on the show a few weeks ago. Wells Fargo, um, as well as many other big banks, have suspended um, eligibility for cash out refis. In other words, they're not allowing that as an eligible transaction. Um, or this, just adversely price them enough to de deter them. Yeah, so check this out. Um, I locked a loan with a bank that was okay with it. Um, at least as the scenario was drawn up, it was a, you know, a 70% loan to value cash out refi, pretty good pricing. Um, the appraisal came in slightly under what we anticipated and it pushed our loan to value over 70. So my lock with that bank was no good as they have a new overlay that they'll only do a maximum of 70% loan to value on a cash out refi. So, okay, well, now I need to find the next bank. And in the time that I locked it to where the appraisal came in and we're in a little bit of a scramble, the other banks all increased the price adjuster for cash out refi. Yep. So the price is so terrible that the original deal, which we barely missed, is just gone and super mm -hmm. frustrating. Um, and in this Yeah, it's like five-eighths worse in, in rate. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at, if yeah. you're getting a rate and term refi, it's probably even worse than that, I would suggest. I mean, it depends be, on your credit score. Depends on the LTV. Yeah, yeah exactly. loan to value and credit score. But, I mean, in some of these scenarios, I'm seeing interest rate be a whole point worse in rate. 
um, for cash out refi. And in, in this one transaction, I'll just whine about it for only a minute more. Um, that's over here, baby guys, a fire chief, um, obviously still plenty of equity, good income, great payment history and credit and getting put through the ringer. And this stuff's, you know, only related to these COVID guidelines, which I think is, is just frustrating. Um, so a few things like that happen, and I'm for that and other reasons. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm tired of this COVID stuff. I'm ready to get back to normal. <laughs> well, I want to just piggyback on that for a second, Jay. Are we going to break? Do I have just one more minute? Um, you can do a minute, and then we'll do a break. So it's on the same topic of accessing liquidity. I mean, so many people that have owned real estate for years and years, let's say 15 years or more love having that back pocket of accessing liquidity in their home, especially if they pay extra every month or just are diligent about, you know, never falling behind on property tax or any of the payments. Just it's a, it's a tool on their balance sheet. And just the beginning of last week, basically right as we crept into May home equity line of credit banks were saying no more self-employed borrowers. You know, so that was one of the big no announcements was no more self-employed borrowers um, from one of the bigger banks. And then we saw one um, right after that. One of the one of the main executions we have for home equity line of credit came out and said they were suspending new applications, period. Um, yeah. So there are a few that banks. just caps my hide because that's that's like that is one of the best forms of insurance. You know, it's a, to have access to liquidity. Well, and in some cases, it's one of the reasons why people feel comfortable making a sizable down payment, right? Is mm -hmm. you can put mm -hmm. this in and lower your interest cost, improve your monthly cash flow, but the access to that liquidity in case something should come up, for example, needing to fund your business, right? <laughs> or one of these other things where, hey, having access to fifty or $100,000 of your own money that's tied up in equity in your home um, would be a, a significant benefit. And um, yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, yeah, there was an article this week on Bloomberg that said, um, you know, essentially suggesting that home equity line of credit might be gone by the end of the year. And so not to induce any sort of panic applications, but if you're listening to the show right now and you've been tire kicking the idea of getting a home equity line of credit, you probably want to get a plan in action because they're, um, they appear to be under immense scrutiny right now. And we don't know how long they'll last for. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, take ourselves into the first commercial break here. Um, there's a jobs report that we haven't yet talked about um, and new unemployment numbers and things like that. So let's talk about that after the break. Um, we'll take some time out here to thank the sponsors and be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. 
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32834. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32835. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. everybody welcome back um hey we're we're listening i was listening to the commercials during the break and they're the va commercial played and i remembered oh that's another reason why i'm angry this week i have this couple that's pre-approved for a va loan in the north county they found a home that they really like um they have a sizable down payment it's a 20 percent down payment and these guys are in the 700 plus thousand dollar home range and 
anyway, 20% down on a VA loan. It's a great deal, really good interest rate. And due to this COVID stuff, the pricing on the VA loans, those jumbo, um, you know, high balance VA loans have gotten so bad, it was over 4%. So we're looking at doing a conventional loan, right? Which is, I mean, generally these VA rates are so much better than conventional. It just pales in comparison. And in this case, because of COVID now, they're going to end up in a conventional loan um, in the mid threes instead of what should be a 3% VA loan. And why, you ask? Oh, for no good reason other than those Ginny Mae securities where these VA loans go are um, panicked because of COVID frustrating well it's one of our loan officers one of our loan officers asked me today when is the pricing on government loans gonna improve when unemployment rate goes back into the single digits uh it's when (laughs) it's when the they stop when they you know suspend or stop the forbearance programs and the foreclosure relief programs and the you know all that stuff that's what's causing this um this pricing debacle in, in government mortgages, it's, um, and, and then all the job, I mean, you referenced the, the jobless numbers, which we'll get into here. All, all of the unemployed people, um, who are going to have difficulty making mortgage payments when we, when we're talking about all this other pullback in loan program offerings, whether it be, um, increased FICO scores, reduced loan to values, um, some of the tougher property types are unable to be financed or difficulty to be financed right now. Um, the cash out loans, all those things, you know, we kind of, we kicked this around a couple of weeks ago. And, and one of the theories was that they just, they must, they're acting like they're, they're worried about home values. And it, it yeah. feels, it still feels hard for me to believe that home values can be tremendously impacted, um, like they were 10 years ago. But, you know, depending on how long these people are unemployed, which, I mean, for some industries could be quite a while. I know we're doing a lot of restarting economies, that kind of talk and stuff. But even still, it's hard to imagine a scenario where within a few months you're going to see restaurants full or movie theaters full. It just seems like that's not even going to be allowed to happen. Um, and then well, before body, you know it, one of our largest employers, Dan MindBody, just cut down it just basically aborted its um, international operations altogether They're so yeah there's on domestic employment this this employment situation is going to linger um for quite a while if not all the way until um whenever a vaccine is produced on a mass scale um until then we might have a lot of of employment you know, tough employment reports to, to go through. And, and that could be, you know, early next year, late this year. I don't know when I'm, you hear different things, but while I still don't think the, the employment situation is going to result in huge um, lack, you know, loss of confidence in real estate and, and rapidly declining values, it, it does, there is going to be some pain in that area. And one of the other indicators you're seeing is even with the stock rebound generally from the, from the really lowest of lows, uh, what was it in March sometime we saw the Dow Jones get down to 18,000 
Now it's bounced back up into the 24, 23,000 range. Um, banks are getting hammered still. You look at Wells Fargo stock, they're at a 52-week low. They're down at the a level they were at nine years ago. And right. it's because of what um, investors are foreseeing, not only in the mortgage market and, and the but it's your mortgage auto payments, loan. But, but it's also in small business loans. You know, Wells Fargo is a dominant player in the American economy, whether it for consumer financing and small business financing. And so, you know, there there's worry that a lot of their loans could could start to default. There's not just mortgage with what you're saying right now. There's so many things that I think would just make great topic of conversation. So a couple quick bullet points. I mean, first of all, among the mortgage sector of the economy, Ginny May, which is all those government loans, right? The VA, the FHA, the USDA, they have the largest overall share of loans in forbearance. They're over 10.5%. The number of loans in forbearance for depository servicers, so these are your bank servicers, is over 8.5%. And the number of loans in forbearance for independent mortgage companies, which are you know, like your Quicken or, um, you know, those non-bank institutional lenders, those are around about 7% rounding out the lowest. So altogether, the total uh, portfolio of mortgages in the U.S. are about 10% now are in some sort of forbearance. And um, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about right now um we are getting some of the first feedback. Mike, you and I talked this week about this. I saw yesterday a client also popped up with a forbearance agreement. Um, he owned multiple properties and requested forbearance and was granted forbearance on um, three of his properties. And he was told, don't make your payment agreement to follow. Well, the agreement showed up and here's what the agreement said. Um, you will not have to pay for a period of six months. And at the end of the six months, you're going to lump sum us the total amount of money that was uh, in forbearance. And he said, I don't expect to have the ability to do that. And they said, well, that's your option. And, um, you know, so they basically just kicked the can down the road for this guy for six months and he's got significant challenge in front of him at month six, right? I mean, how are you going to be able to make six months worth of payments, um, right at the end of your forbearance period, if your income was truly lost? So, um, that's kind of interesting. He was, he was under the impression, by the way, um, just based on, you know, wishful thinking or maybe common sense that the amount of payments that he was going to miss, they would just add that total amount of money to the back end of the loan, um, extending out the term of the loan by six months longer than it was. And they said, no, that's not an option. If anything, in six months, if you still have hardship, we'll get you on a payment plan where we'll give you 18 to 24 months to catch up. But under no circumstances are we going to extend the back end of your loan. And I thought, man, that is, that's pretty crazy. Um, So I I wonder how many people um, realize that or are going to be really adversely impacted by that if you did completely lose your income and you're going into forbearance um six months from now they want you to to pay the whole amount or get onto a payment plan that may have you paying 
extra, right? Maybe a few hundred dollars a month extra in addition to your normal payment as you're on a catch-up plan. Um, but like you just said, Dan, these restaurants may be opening at 25% capacity, right? Um, yeah, that's, what, that's so what we keep hearing. In theory, then, aren't those, uh, the restaurant people are going to, even the waiter is going to be making probably 25% of the tips they used to make, right? That and and just less staffing in general. Um, and then, you know, there's also, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, the bar areas of restaurants are not going to be allowed to open, at least not right away. And that's, we all know restaurants, that's where the, the big margin is, is on, is on alcohol. Beverages and, in general, but yeah, alcohol is a, a big moneymaker. Yeah. I mean, that's probably where most of restaurant profits come from. So yeah, it's, yep. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So this, I mean, this employment situation, while it's pretty dire right now, it's, it, it's not just going to rebound as the economy starts to reopen. It's hopefully going to going to get better, but it's going to be a while before it's anything close to normal again. Yeah, and so by the way, um, we haven't we haven't shared too many of the actual numbers here yet, but um, this is a this is a substantial um, the harshest downturn for American workers in U.S. history, period, hands down, no contest. I mean, where we are right now, this will help put it into context for you. We just isolated the month of April, okay? We had some job loss in March. We had job loss here already in May, but this is just for the month of April. We lost 20 and a half million jobs, which was about what was expected. Um, the... Unemployment rate went to 14.7% official. Again, about as expected. Um, to try to put that into context for you, um, during the financial crisis, that 2008 era, um, the unemployment rate peaked at 10% in October 2009. So again, I just shared with you that in April it was 147 So for many of us, you know, they're after being at a record low, the prior reading or, you know, near a record low. Right. And so, yeah, a whipsaw effect, right. From one end of extreme complete to the other. Um, and by the way, the total job loss, complete job loss during the last recession was 8.7 million jobs. So as we sit here today, um, we got readings this morning about unemployment claims again now as we're here in about week. I mean, what week is this now? It's got to be week eight or so. Yeah. I mean, it's week eight for us on on the stay at home. On so. March 13th. So, but basically now we're at 37 million um, unemployment claims have happened. So these numbers, when you say 20 and a half million people uh, lost jobs in April – um, that's accounting for almost half of this. And by the way, there's still not much end in sight. So, um, you know, it's a it's a sad story to have to tell. But, uh, you know, this is the current state. And, yeah, I, oh, it's so hard to reconcile these things. In the very beginning, when we first started talking about COVID-19, um, one of the things that was said that I – I, I remember and I think about often was if this proves to be, if the, if, if we all look back and say, man, we really overreacted that that would be the best possible outcome. 
And I look now, you know, because in terms of life's lost, right, had we lost millions of Americans to COVID because of a failure to shelter or to shut down, to choose economy over life, um, that would have been obviously horrific. But we did do such a great job of sheltering and shutting down, and and we listened so well that now we're seeing an economic cost that um, I, I, we don't even have yet the full picture to know how to measure this. It's pretty um, impressively bad right now. Yeah, well, and it's this it's this unprecedented job loss and loss of income on this wide scale that's got a lot of people. I mean, I don't know how to describe it other than it feels like people are in a bit of an uproar about the stay-at-home stuff. They're desperate to get back to work. They're desperate to get back to earning income and being able to provide, which is completely understandable. Um, But it's a hard thing to navigate because, you know, what happens if going back and trying to restart economies causes this to... Right. start to well spread again they're faster and shutting down the economy again is not what we want to do we got to be smart about this right well and i think unfortunately <laughs> too as a sign of the times um the discussion is turning political i think by the day more rapidly right we've got now it seems to be a partisan issue about you know whether or not the the statistics or the game plan or the you know, the state of the economy is to one fault or the other. And I see that becoming more and more polarizing. And, you know, I mean, the problem is, is that we all still really have no idea what's what, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if it's an overreaction is the, the, the cure costs more than the disease i mean i don't have any idea there there have been a lot of lives lost which is just devastating and um you know we've we've felt some of that pain firsthand with close friends and um you know so it's just just a really bizarre thing but never in american history have we ever forced the shutdown across the board into magnitude like this and really it's even bigger than the u.s but here's some things um in the u.s that i thought um you know are kind of telling exxon posted its first quarterly loss in over 30 years um chevron slashed capital spending um, for the second time in five weeks, and they are accelerating supply curbs. Apple and Amazon have posted profit warnings. Hertz rental car filed for bankruptcy protection as they've defaulted on their payments. Warren Buffett sold every airline stock that he had, and consequently, I mean, that guy's market moving. Um, we're just seeing some of the stuff now start to rise to the top as these things and um, are just getting harder and harder for these businesses to survive. And when I look at things like that, um, how is the stock market doing as well as it's doing when you hear of a company like Hertz? I mean, what Hertz is huge, right? I mean, (laughs) they are everywhere, everywhere in the world. They're a recognized logo. Probably everyone you know has rented something from Hertz, be it a moving truck or a car at one point. And they're they're defaulting on their loans and going bankrupt. That's got to be a sign 
to all of the investors everywhere that um, this these stock markets are incredibly overvalued right now. I uh, the reconciliation of that I think is still coming. Right. It feels like it to me too. It feels like there was a big stock decline as this crisis worsened and then there was a big rebound anticipating the you know the the stay-at-home orders being lifted people going back to work and economic activity picking back up but i think that that rebound might have been a little overly optimistic given that we've still got a long way to go before we have um a true cure for this so I just if ever I, I, right if ever possibly yeah I mean again we we still don't really know what the long term looks like but in the short term it seems hard to imagine uh, an economy where people are rushing out to travel I mean we already know that sports are you know you're not going to see the mass gatherings at sport sporting events and and that for at least the rest of this year um, and then we have you know we've already referenced the some of the just leisure things like restaurants and movies, but it's just, it, this is a crazy, crazy time. Yeah. In fact, yep. um, several like the, um, California, um, college system announced that they're going to be doing virtual classes in the fall and That's right. starting to hear about school districts now that are making the determination that they're going to have kids, um, basically studying from home the way they are now, um, I've heard of some districts announcing that's their entire game plan for next school year, um, which is pretty crazy, right? I mean, that's a many of us have been grappling uh, with teaching kids at home in addition to doing everything else that we have to do, and um, you know, but that might that might be a part of uh, future indefinitely. You know, some of these proposals I've heard about school or maybe. Um, doing half the class on one day a week and the other half the class on the next day in the week and then um, everyone from home on the third day kind of thing. I mean, that, that's that got to keep the strain on the American family and workforce all the same. So just, I mean, we still have no idea what to expect yet. You look here at the Dow trying to be at 24,000 and I'm just scratching my head. It's hard for me to understand. Um, we got to do the, uh, the final commercial break here for this hour. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Low, we the mortgage expert. 
experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32835. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Good to be back. <laughs> Thanks glad, for having us back. Glad you guys are still there. I'm I'm sitting, so I have my recording studio here set up in my bedroom, and uh, I've got it all laid out. And, you know, we're sitting. I can't see you guys. Obviously, you can't see me. No one really knows that because they're just listening to this on the radio. But. It's just weird, you know. We used to have Jim to do all this stuff. Now we're over here running it and trying to do it. So I'm turning into a a radio producer now, too. Uh, anyway, just one more thing that's weird now. You know what else is weird? My son, um, my wife's been really upset about our, our oldest son is a senior this year. And um, I don't know. I guess I just am not. I did those things just don't 
drag me down the same way. Um, she's been really upset about this. Like he didn't get to go to prom. They don't get to do grad night that, you know, senior year of sports got canceled. And, um, now for graduation, they're doing a thing where they're going to, um, do like a care, a car caravan through town is going to be the, the commencement ceremony is all the, the parents are going to line up with their seniors in the car and go through like a parade route in town that'll end up at city hall where they're going to get handed, handed a diploma, um, through the car window or something, I guess. Um, <laughs> That's what I say. It should just be emailed to him. Yeah. And you know, yeah. he's kind of like, yeah, bad. whatever. Might as well just skip that. And my wife's like, no, she really wants to do it, but pretty weird. Right. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things right now that are, um, just super unfortunate, but these poor kids that are, you know, been to school and, um, now they're not, they're not even going to get to go through like a normal finish of the senior year. And, um, you know, think back to like the friend thing, your senior year, somewhere after Christmas break, your senior year, you really realize like, this is it, you know, this is my social time and before life gets super real and it just your world kind of blows up and everyone's scattered everywhere so um anyway yeah speaking of that i've been going down an oldies but goodies movie list um in my house and we just watched american pie last week the original and i just remind <laughs> so much of like <laughs> that's like our era's uh porkies or whatever if you're thinking <laughs> man you had some questionable and, movie taste mike <laughs> <laughs> those, and, those uh, are both you know, very that, funny but probably not family appropriate well the, the thing is that they're they're prudent for the kid who's thinks the world does everything once you graduate high school you know it's like oh, out there and right. you take that away i mean for me i loved high school i was uh quarterback on the football team i enjoyed like the size of my school was only like 1200 kids you know and it was awesome but yeah, for some people they're probably just tickled pink that senior year's over um, uh, and it just I... is really weird because it's such a it's like a culmination of like it's not just school is gonna get different it's like technically mom and dad are just watching to see what you do now they're not raising you anymore you know <laughs> Yeah, in theory. We'll see. Um, yeah. Anyway. We talked, about, we, uh, we talked about a lot of scary stuff in the last segment. Did we get it all out? I think or, we got it all well, out. And, and, yeah, you know, I wanted to um, – <laughs> during the break i was sitting here thinking uh, people that are listening to this show right now must just be thinking that the sky is falling nobody can get loans and all the loan programs are dead and gone and so yeah let's it, just let's just film and louise's thing we should probably do a good job right now <laughs> we have only five minutes left here to go we should probably do a very what is that where you just speed the car off the cliff together yeah you hold hands and just go off the cliff um no so we should probably spend the last five minutes here of the show explaining to people that um yes there's been a major contraction in the market um certain products are temporarily suspended um some borrower profiles or property types are difficult right now but um lending is okay 
I mean, I want to say alive and well. Um, It's certainly alive and it's mostly well. There's so many people that are benefiting from still really crazy low interest rates. I mean, I saw so many loans locked this week at the low 3% range for a 30-year fixed and they're the people that have equity, good credit, and their income is uninterrupted or only marginally interrupted, like they're working, but maybe they're they're on a reduced pay or something for the time being. So I really do want people to know um, if you need a cash out refi or you need a line of credit or you just, you know... Um, I, when we finish this recording today, I, I have a, a meeting, a phone meeting scheduled with a guy who's going to buy his first home. And um, he's excited and thinks it's a great time. And I'm excited for him. And I also agree. I think it's a great time. Um, and so we're, we are lending. The lending business is okay. Um, just some of the stuff we're just belly aching about because it's it seems weird and, and hard to to wrap the mind around why I want to say this too. If you're, if you're a seller and you're getting ready to list your house, you're going to want, I th- I would highly recommend that you have your buyers at least consider working with central coast lending right now. Major institutions that will not be named on this radio show are taking easily 60 to 75 days to close transactions. And that's not coming from me, the guy that's their competition. That's coming from outside agents. Right. I've got a transaction I'm about to start in Napa, and I called the agent just because whenever you got an outside of the county lender, it's just wise to call everyone and say, "Hey, I'm not a jabroni. You know, I know what I'm doing. I know you're never going to see my face, but I don't want to mess this up." And she said, "Thank God you're not blank, blank, or blank because they're just not closing right now." So if you're thinking I'm going to list my house, but I just don't want to sit through this weird delay and everyone's making an excuse why things aren't happening. Central coast lending. I close, I'm closing three transactions this week. Purchases all going to close in less than 30 days. Yeah. I have a, as you started to say that I was thinking I have a purchase that closes tomorrow. It got all set up for funding today. Um, the house is actually in Napa. It was a referral to me. It's, it's the niece of a local real estate agent that I work with. And, um, he just insisted that they worked with me and I was in a similar boat. I was calling up there to say, you know, don't worry. The guy that referred these people to you, um, the uncle is a good friend of mine and a very appreciated referral source. I'm not going to mess this up. And they said, are you going to be able to close in 30 days? And I said, yeah, are you sure? You know, with so much uncertainty, yeah. all these things going on. And you know, there's a little part of me 30 days ago that was like, I mean, if if so. they if it's completely out of my control like if the i don't know if the fed shuts down you know the federal reserve or something i'm not going to be able to do anything but if if you know the sun keeps coming up and business keeps moving forward we're going to be okay and yeah we're going to get done so that's a great um a great piece of advice and um i appreciate you sharing that mike those are good words to end on um so yeah you know we're wrapping this hour up here. We're going to do just this one hour and play it two times. So if you're listening live right now, um, if you missed part of the first hour, you know, keep listening, but otherwise it's going to be rerun quick here for you. And, um, we'll do our best to be back next week with another update for you guys. Hope you're all, 
uh, doing well and staying healthy. And hopefully next time we talk, we'll have some good news to report about progress being made, continued progress being made to reopen the economy. So Dan and Mike, thanks for your help today. Um, I can't wait to see you guys. I hope one day soon we're going to be able to get together in person. Uh, But uh, stay well, be healthy. Thanks for listening, everyone.